Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Citizen. Like a strawberry cheesecake, it's another digital citizen. According to my uh, googling, uh, make an easy strawberry shortcake to impress your friends. Masquerade fresh strawberries in a sugar a spoon of tender biscuits and then top whipped whipped cream do you want some look oh it sounds pretty good i guess yeah what is it mm -hmm. what are what's strawberries on top of what uh over over tender biscuits <laughs> i don't know what that means or just like are they talking about biscuits as in cookies as in the british biscuits or are we having southern like fluffy you know, doughy biscuits with strawberries. That sounds kind of gross. Uh, yeah. Oh, hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Are you a big fan of shortcake? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, okay. yeah. It's a, If you're, yeah, like, um, trying to lose a few pounds, if you're, like, on a diet, which I've done in the past, shortcake and strawberries with the little sugar is, like, a primo dessert. doesn't have a whole lot of calories as long as you don't eat a lot of it. As, as long as you don't masquerade it with... Uh... Uh, with uh, sugar? Uh, the sugar, actually, as long as you don't add too much of it. I mean, sugar is just mm -hmm. empty calories, but uh, as long as you don't add too much. It, I mean, strawberries already have natural sugar all, all up in it, right? So you probably don't even really need it. Also, I have to say that masquerade is a new word I learned just today. <laughs> and I'm not a health aficionado, so maybe don't take advice from me, but... Uh... That's my experience with shortcake. Mm. Uh, according to the ingredients, you need two, three pints of basket fresh strawberries. I'm going to guess this is a British, <laughs> British recipe. Well, when it said biscuits, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> three pints, like pint basket. What is? Uh, pint I think baskets? they said pints. I think they sell pint baskets of strawberries here too. It's like okay. a little uh, square, square like um, cardboard, not really basket, like cardboard basket. Let me look it up. Strawberry pint. <laughs> uh, white granulated sugar for strawberries. Cool. Whipped cream. You need uh, uh, one cup of heavy whipped cream, two uh, teaspoons of powdered sugar, and two drops vanilla extract. Or you yum, could yum. just get a can of whipped cream at the store and spray it on there. That's another option. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think most people would do, but... I mean, homemade whipped cream's good. I don't think it's any better than... No. ...the stuff out of the can. And then straw, straw out of can? Yeah. It, that is one of the very, very, very few things that I would say is perfectly fine buying from the store. Yeah, I don't, don't. There's no need difference to make really. It homemade. Absolutely no difference at all. Maybe in cost, like if you were making a lot of food, <sighs> yes. buying it in bulk and uh, making it yourself. Bulk. But other than that, there's yes. yeah, there's no reason. Yes. If you like made a, 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 a like a cake factory, or you're working I'm in sure. a catering company. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I was like, okay. Uh, for the biscuits, you need a uh, three and a half cup of uh, all-purpose flour, uh, okay. three, three, 
tablespoons of sugar, one half, one and a half tablespoons of uh, baking powder, and then I'm like three and a half teaspoons of kosher salt. Why does it need to be kosher? Uh, I there's different qualities of salt, but I don't know why specifically this recipe. Yeah, that's which I would just just think like. What what's Jewish about, about salt? Well, I think like they're actually bless the things, right? Like kosher, really? yeah. Like it actually goes through like a process of being blessed. That's how things become mm. kosher. Yeah, certain things, obviously, and then other things. There's other reasons they're kosher, but yeah. Uh, right. One and a half half a tablespoon of unsalted butter. Milk, heavy cream, and teaspoons of vanilla. Sounds delicious. Mm. I want strawberry shortcake now. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, li I like... This is a very American thing, but... Uh, not necessarily strawberries, but like mixed berries on like a waffle for breakfast. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very American because there's like nothing good in it for you, but it's delicious. Is IHOP still uh, around and has that new crazy now name? International House of Pancakes and Burgers or whatever it was. Uh, I, I haven't been there in year, there, years. There used to be an IHOP next to one of my apartments that I lived in, and I went there like maybe mm -hmm. twice the entire time. It's not that... <laughs> the quality of food is not that good, to be honest. It's okay. pretty cheap, okay. but like the quality of food is pretty bad. It says here... Blessing food does not make it kosher, nor is food that has been that has not been blessed necessarily unkosher. Uh, kosher foods are those that do not contain any forbidden items or you know food type food things. Yeah. So what what is forbidden in salt? I was like I was thinking like pork. No, not a lot of pork in salt. Why does it need to be kosher salt? I'm 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 a little confused about the this. Maybe the it's how it's processed. Maybe there's like Maybe. when you process salt. Uh, okay, kosher salt, unlike other types of salt, is unrefined and does not and does not contain any caking agents or iodine. Okay. Ah, so it's pure salt. It's pure salt. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well. Oh, and, and it also know, says kosher salt is not sea salt. It's mined in the land. That's another thing. Okay. So it's not from the sea? That might be part of it. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Because, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes sense because there's a lot of, like, things in the sea that a Jew can't eat. Right, exactly. Lots of sea creatures, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so why did I bring up uh, strawberry shortcake, you ask? Well, I would rather talk about that than the news this week to be honest because i'm i'm a little bit pissed off maybe uh, especially for the first thing okay we're going to talk about because i really have some very strong opinions about that so let's go into it the supreme court is uh, set to overturn rove versus wade that is uh amazing 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 news said absolutely all Republicans and crazy people and nobody else. Uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts on Tuesday confirmed the authenticity of a leaked draft court opinion 
that would toss out long-standing abortion rights, but noted that the court's decision isn't final yet. Roberts ordered an investigation into who leaked the document. Uh, the advanced publication of draft opinion is virtually unprecedented for a high court where leaks of any kind are exceedingly rare. Uh, in a statement, the G Chief Justice said, To the extent this betrayal of the confidence of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. Okay. Uh, the draft in high-profile cases was created in February, according to Politico, who published it. So this has been around for a couple months, like the opinion itself. Uh, the justices, law clerks, and employees of the court are intensely loyal, Robert said. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the judicial process. Um, so he's saying he doesn't think it's them that leaked it. I don't know. Who do you think leaked this document? That's a first question, I guess. Uh, whoever it is should, uh, I think this leak doesn't come, uh, now for, for no reason. I mean, we're, we're very much nearing the, the uh, terms, uh, the midterms. Yeah. Yeah. Midterms. So I don't think the, I think, uh, I think, uh, the reason why it was leaked now is pretty obvious. Well, the Democrats are blaming the Republicans for leaking it, and the the Republicans are blaming the Democrats for leaking it. Right. Uh, I think the one big one that I saw is the Republicans are saying the Supreme Court justice uh, who is just being put in, who ha he, she isn't actually part of the court yet, they're saying that she leaked it, and then uh, the Democrats are saying that the current uh, Republican justices or somebody involved in their camp, you know, somebody uh, working for them leaked it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one it is yet. Like, who who stands to benefit more, I guess? Um, well, according to, to people, uh, like, if we were going to look at it, uh, uh, when it comes to voting, I think it was two-thirds of the American people... Uh, doesn't want Roe versus uh, Wade overturned, so I think it benefits the Democrats more. Possibly, but I mean, the republic, the people on the Republican side do believe in this, so it does bolster that side, also. Uh, yep. Right. But I, I, see, I think I can see both. Both. Yeah. I, I think that's kind but of I, I think, a mute. I think point uh, yeah. away from obvious. The obvious is like this is terrible for. Their female That's reproductive not, rights, yeah. right? It it's one of the worst decisions I have ever heard of. Like I am, I am, I'm actually angry. Like I, 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 <laughs> I, as a as a Scandinavian that lives in a country where it's very easy to get abortion, and we have a very low abortion rate. Why is the abortion rate so low in Scandinavian countries when 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 the access to to abortions are so much higher than America? It has to do to do with life life standard and and economy and there's so many other things. If you really want people to have uh, less abortions. There are so many other things that you can do than hinder access to abortions. 
I understand why, but I I'm so I'm so I'm so fucking angry at this. I really, really, really think it's uh, one of the worst decisions I have ever heard of. Right. Look, we should reiterate: there hasn't been a decision made sure. yet. This is just an opinion that was leaked, uh, and this was an opinion that was written in February, meaning things could have changed in between now and then. But what we're mm-hmm. seeing from interviews with some of these Supreme Court justices, like we said. Uh, John Roberts, it seems like they're still on this side of things. Um, and it's like, one of the things that get me, because like, uh, let's talk about Texas. Uh, or, uh, the Democrats uh, like Hillary Clinton is like, oh, all you need to do is like vote for for someone else in, in the new election and they will overturn it. The Democrat uh, uh, candidate in Texas is against abortion. I mean, it's right. It's 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 not a problem only on on the Republican side, and it's like um, well, it's more of p- p- probably yeah, more sorry. of a religious th- uh, thing than a Democrat Republican thing, and there are pl- plenty oh, yeah, of yeah, definitely. Christian Democrats out there, right? So oh, yeah, yeah, and I, I and people have like said for. A very long time that we need, like people in America need to vote. Well, they did, and see, it's still a problem under Biden. I'm sure Biden himself is against abortion. He's come out and and uh, against this decision. Uh, yesterday, he made a statement on it. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I, I just. I, I, if if Roe versus Wade is overturned and it's up to uh, the states uh, themselves, there's so many states that will have abortion. What I saw uh, was somewhere in between twenty and twenty-five, somewhere in that area. Like so, almost states? half. Yeah, yeah almost, almost somewhere half, around yeah. half the country. Yeah. Yeah. So is this going to be a thing for for the midterms? Yes, but is it a little too late to do anything with? Probably. I think I saw. Was it Amazon? I want to say it was Amazon, uh, but it, it could have been somebody else. Was saying that they're gonna pay for employees' uh, travel costs if they're in a state that that doesn't allow abortions. Uh, it says here that. Uh, Alito, who's one of the justices who's going to vote uh, for this to get rid of it, argued that the rights protected by the Constitution are not explicitly mentioned in the text, and <laughs> so it's not ex- they, in the. They didn't write specifically in the Constitution that abortion, bo- abortion which probably yeah. didn't even exist when the Constitution was written, right? As a I'm medical, sure like as a medical thing, a big, big thing back then. Well, I think maybe people did that, but not in the same, like, safe way that it's done now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden said such a rationale would put the rights in, of people in jeopardy. Every other decision related to the notion of privacy is thrown into question, the president said. Who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, and a range of other decisions. If this decisions hold, it's really a quite radical decision, uh, and I think it goes way overboard, Biden said. But he didn't want to stack the court either, so there's also that. Yeah, and they didn't, um, 
during the Obama administration in the last year, they didn't fight super hard to get the one justice in that um, Trump ended up appointing in the first in his first year. Right. Which really that was a big fight that should have probably they should have fought harder for that. Uh, certain justices should have dropped out before they passed away. I'm not going to say who, but uh, Biden has always been, or in in recent years, uh, pro-abortion to the point where he is a Catholic and he's gotten flack mm. from the church itself for yeah. being pro-abortion. He, yeah, wasn't he getting a talk to by the Pope not long time ago? Was it the Pope or was it just some other priest or something? I don't remember. It was the church. It was the Pope. It was the church. I know that. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So Biden is definitely in the right in this situation. I think one thing that people have suggested is maybe if it was leaked by some kind of law clerk or some lower level person that they saw this and Mm -hmm. went, uh, we need to get ahead of this. Like there needs to be some discussion in the court of public opinion to put pressure on these people if they are just going to do it uh, instead of them just being able to do it without any backlash from pu- the public, right. right, without any public scrutiny. I don't know if it will help, though. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared it doesn't matter. I don't think these yeah. justices... I think they had the idea of doing this probably before they even were put in uh in the in this position and like that's their right. whole plan and i would guess this isn't the first terrible thing that's going to happen in the supreme court in the next few years i bet we see more things coming yeah uh pelosi uh went to uh kiev uh very surprisingly uh it was a surprise visit nobody knew about it as i seem to understand Oh, well, yeah, obviously, I think that they're not going to announce it because that would just, like, uh, tell the Russians where to attack, obviously, but uh, I don't think it's necessarily a a good idea, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. A top-level U.S. congressional delegation led by Nancy Pelosi praised the ferocity and resolve of the Ukrainians uh, face-to-face with their leader this weekend, Pelosi's second in line to the presidency after the vice president was the most uh, senior lawmaker to visit Ukraine since the war against Russia began two months ago. Only days earlier, Russia bombed uh, the Ukrainian capital while the UN Secretary General was there. Pelosi and half a dozen U.S. lawmakers met with uh, Vladimir Zelensky and his top aides for three hours late Saturday to voice the American solidarity with the besieged nation and get a first-hand assessment uh, of the efforts in Ukraine. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, uh, was this much? Well, this is dumb in a lot of different ways, I think. I'll let you go first, and then I'll tell you my opinion. Yeah, no, I I don't think this uh, was that clever. I think this is... uh, going to aggravate uh, Russia even more by having an official going to Ukraine from uh, the US side. I don't think that's much. Uh, yeah, I think it also shows mm, or it helps like the Russian propaganda idea of like 
this is just the U.S. using Ukraine. Uh, like, it, it helps the idea that, like, this is all just a proxy war, which a lot of mm. it is, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Of, like, it, the Russian propaganda machine can use this and go, look, this is the U.S. They're actually behind this. This is, look at, this is the third in line to the president. This is perfect. This is perfect fodder for them to use uh, to, sh to you know, put on their uh, state television and stuff like that. The worst mm. case scenario in this situation is that one of these delegates or even Nancy Pelosi herself gets hurt or killed in this situation, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. If Nancy Pelosi gets bombed in Kiev, that's like we're, we're now at, at like DEFCON 5, right? We right, The Russians yeah. have just killed the third in line to the president of the United States, okay? Yeah, yeah. Think about the situation like that they were putting yeah. us in like the risk that that was taking that's risking yeah. nuclear fallout around the world basically yeah, because yeah, she wanted yeah. to go hum chum it up with uh, vladimir Zelensky. so in that sense i'm like this was the dumbest idea ever mm, just mm. for a like photo op right yeah no it it feels a little kumbaya as well like uh, it feels like uh, 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 a little why why go there and meet him why not like go a little away f to meet him oh like in a neutral country it... go to go to Poland yeah, yeah. and meet up with him in Poland instead of doing mm -hmm. it in the country yeah that would make a lot more sense uh yeah <laughs> I th just weird. I think it's it's optics they wanted that to be in the news like hey look we us America are backing this kind of thing, kind of look, yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously they don't want to send the president or the vice president because that would look even more like we were a uh, part of this war, even though we, you know, they're using a lot of our weapons and everything. I still think uh, Pelosi going there puts off that same I image that it it would. I guess less, but mm, less of a degree, but it still puts off the same image. Definitely. Uh, Mark Esper. Who is Mark Esper? Uh, he w w was a, for what, former Trump uh, Secretary of Defense, I want to say? Okay. Defense, yeah, says, former Defense Secretary. Uh, yeah. And he says that Trump wanted to shoot uh, uh, George Floyd protesters. That doesn't fucking surprise me. Okay, this is all according to a new book, so take it you know, <laughs> with a little grain of salt, because he's trying say. to sell books. Book, yeah, book. yes, book book. But I wouldn't put this past Trump just because <laughs> no. we've heard these things in the past that the, these kind of things mm. have been said. Um, Marcus Perset in a new book. Uh, Trump. This was a Trump quote. Can't you just shoot them? Just shoot them in the legs or something. Uh, <laughs> the, then okay. Trump uh, allegedly made remarks as the protesters descended on Washington following the George Floyd uh, murder by Minneapolis police officer. Days after, Trump tweeted, uh, the, These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let it happen. Um, right. Right. The message was flagged by Twitter for glorifying violence because he was, uh, uh when the looting start starts, the shooting starts. That was that tweet, if mm. you remember that. Um, Trump told military and law enforcement officials while showing them videos of 
police violence towards protesters. Uh, that's how you're supposed to handle these people. Crack their skulls, he said. Wow. Um, Trump repeatedly said he wanted police to beat the fuck out of protesters, according to Bender, saying, just shoot them on multiple occasions. And when receiving pushback from staff on this, Trump said, uh, well, shoot them in the leg or maybe the foot, but don't be, uh, but be hard on them, is what he said. So. I saw the Trump interview this this week that has been talked about on the Pierce Morgan talk show. Right. Um, and uh, and about like uh, how uh, and especially the ending of the thing has been like talked about like how he stormed off and things like that. Like when Trump doesn't get his. Uh, when he doesn't get his will, he gets a uh, very like a tantrum, like a small little child. So him saying something like this doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think this definitely was the feeling he was giving off. I mean, I think a lot of people don't remember, but he's the one that was like praising the police for shooting that man in his driveway not even during a protest in Oregon. Remember that man that the FBI raided, like, came into his apartment building and just shot him right in the middle of the street? As it rings some bells, yeah. Right, he was... Uh, he had gotten in an altercation with a, uh, a Proud Boy and ended up mm. shooting the Proud Boy when he was attacked, if you remember that. That's and then right, yes. The police yes, yes. and the FBI showed up and Trump was praising that they had killed this person right mm. so i think trump uh has a bloodlust for killing black lives matter people it seems like oh yeah yeah definitely um, is terrible yeah uh this uh, information conference uh, uh, board to tackle the spread of misinformation in the united states what is this this uh, information conference board the Department of Homeland Security is setting up the Disinformation Governance Board to try to counter the spread of false information. The board will focus on disinformation coming from Russia, as well as misleading messages about the U.S.-Mexico border? Okay. okay. Uh, the media focus on misinformation from human smugglers who spread false claims about U.S. border policy. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said during a briefing Thursday that the board will tackle tackle misinformation on a range of issues uh, as part of its intention to counter misinformation in Hispanic communities especially. Alright, so okay. we've got a little explanation in the video there below it, so let's go to that. Yep. This was on, what, this was Dana Bash uh, on CNN, but she's talking to like the guy who created the uh, created this thing, so give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, go. You are calling, your department is calling the Disinformation Governance Board. You unveiled that uh, this week. Republicans are calling it Orwellian and comparing it to the Ministry of Truth in the novel 1984. Can you clarify what exactly is this? What exactly will this Disinformation Governance so Board do? So he's going to totally clarify it now, American for citizens? complete clarification. I'm very pleased to do so. It, it, it's clear, I mean... Th those criticisms 
are precisely the opposite of what this small working group within the Department of Homeland Security uh, will do. And um, I think we he looks probably like could have Luther. done a better job of communicating what it does and does not do. So the, the fact is that disinformation that creates a threat to the security of the homeland is our responsibility to address. Okay. And this department has been addressing it for years. Throughout so the years why do you of the prior this? administration, yeah, disinformation <laughs> from that. Russia, right. China. Yeah. I know the Russia. problems, but it's still not clear to me how this governance board will act. What, what will it do? So what it does is it works to ensure that the way in which we address threats, the connectivity okay. between threats and acts of violence are addressed without infringing on free speech protecting civil rights and civil liberties, mm. the right of privacy. What? And the mm. board, the, this working group, internal working group, will draw from best hey, Fro, practices. Do you have any, like, ranch or, like, Thousand Island practices <laughs> for this word salad? Because the board does not have operational <laughs> authority. Will American citizens be monitored? No. Guarantee what, that. Well, so what we do, we, we in the Department of Homeland Security don't monitor uh, American citizens. Like that's, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you don't. Yeah, that's the NSA's job. We just get information from them. We just, uh, come on, we just ask NSA. Yeah, we just ask them for this stuff. Of disinformation from foreign state adversaries, from the cartels, and disseminate those best practices what? to the operators that have been executing in addressing this threat for you. I have no fucking Republicans clue what are he's criticizing going to talk about. Your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowicz to lead this right. disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a who renowned expert. This is the leader the of the board. Absolutely ah. so. Would you be we'll okay talk about her in a second. Donald Trump were president if he created this disinformation board, governance board, or if it is in place and he wins again in 2024, that he's in charge of such a thing? I believe that this working group that gathers together gathers together best practices, makes sure Gather that together is, yeah, coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech, what? that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor. Okay, okay we can stop there. Right. So yeah, uh, he, I have still no clue what this is going to do. <laughs> right, he's like they're gonna put together best practices <laughs> best to practice. disseminate them to what did he say? <laughs> People who are gonna do something about it. I get. I don't. Yeah, I, but they're not gonna monitor anybody. So I have no clue what their their job is at all. So fucking weird. Um. It seems like it's all word salad meant to like confuse yeah. people into thinking. I don't know what you're supposed to think that it's that it doesn't do anything. That it's just kind of a what a group that uh, <coughs> chooses. You know what it reminds? Yeah, chooses what's right and what's wrong. Right. It reminds me of that uh, uh, Trump elected new group in NSA uh, was going to be. The Star Force, like, okay, what are you going to work with? Oh, we we got Space Force. Sorry. Oh, we we're going to protect the Earth against the aliens. Uh, that was the Navy, actually, not NSA. But yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Maybe. It All seems right. to me that they're using this as like a thing to tell uh, the these op quote unquote operators what is mm-hmm. uh, dif- dis- disinformation and what is not disinformation. So the question is, who decides what is true and what is false? Right. That's left to this yeah. governance board to decide what's false and what's true. Um, yeah, that's that's what we need the government to tell us what's true or false. And that's what it. That's why people are having a problem with specifically the p- person that they put as the leader of this, Nina Jankowitz, because she is somebody who is super pro censoring the Biden laptop story. Specifically, what is one thing that people cite? Uh, the New York Post story that was censored by Twitter. She mm-hmm. was like 100% on board censoring that, saying that, that it was dis- disinformation, saying that it was that was coming from the Russian government, and now we know that none of that was true. Um, and this is the person who's leading it, deciding what's true and what's not, is somebody who, yeah. when that happened, couldn't figure out what was true and what was not, right? So is this person mm. reliable to be in this position? Um, and then I guess, yeah, the big question is, you know, uh, in situ other situations like Russiagate, like mm-hmm. certain information that we found out about Russiagate, like could have been cited as that's disinformation just because it wasn't part of the overall consistent narrative that was being spread about, about Russiagate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And could have been called disinformation, even though it w- was true. Or like, what's another good example? During the Iraq Iraq War, weapons of mass destruction. At that time, if we, this governance board was around saying what was true and what was not, they would have probably been on the side of weapons of mass destruction are real, right? Mm-hmm. But that we know that that's not true. So it's like this weird thing of like, y- you can't put humans a single human in charge of deciding what's right and what's wrong. And then I think Dana Bash did a good job of pointing out like, yes, this works now, but what happens when a right-wing Republican gets into this position and gets to decide what's right and what's wrong, right? But look, they showed us it was true. There was pictures in the UN (laughs) of the mass destruction weapons. It has to be true. (laughs) Remember that? That is maybe the most embarrassing moment in American history. Uh, it's up there. It's up there, I guess, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to do a word game? Uh, when I say a country, you, you you say the first thing that comes to mind. So if I say Sweden, I say meatballs. Alright, okay. okay. France. Uh, French fries? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Norway. Uh, fro, I suppose. Oh, yes. Denmark. Uh, wooden shoes. Uh, that's uh, Netherlands, but uh, but cool. sure. Yeah, that's the first thing uh, that comes so, to my head. Okay, so you wouldn't say racism for Denmark? I wouldn't say that. No. No. Okay. Uh, Denmark secures the racism after anti-ghetto law adopted it. For Ukrainians, Ukrainians, for Ukrainians, Ukrainians. There you go. Yeah, 
Denmark is facing fresh claims of racism after MPs changed the country's controversial anti-ghetto law to allow Ukrainian refugees to move into social housing emptied of non-Westerners. For three years, the government has sought to restrict immigrants from moving into what it described as disadvantaged neighborhoods. Access to social housing, some of which has been earmarked for demolition, uh, has been shut off to non-Westerners, defined as being people from outside the EU. Uh, people born in Denmark, but who have single non-Western parents, have also been included in that category. However, the Danish mm. government's decision to take in 100,000 refugees fleeing Ukraine, a majority of the Danish parliament voted Thursday to amend the law to ex exempt Ukraines from such restrictions. Right. Um, obviously... This is saying, like, we're going to allow these immigrants because they're primarily right. white immigrants right. as yeah. opposed to allowing yeah. in, like, Syrian immigrants, which are primarily uh, black and brown immigrants. Yeah. I think we talked yeah. about this when law, when this all started, even. We were kind of pointing out, like, mm -hmm. how the news was talking about refugees comparatively mm -hmm. from one thing to another. This is a government acting differently, yeah. That's that's one of the things that I I like the least about this war, is it proves once and for all that we care most about white people in in Europe and and America and in the Americas yeah. I guess yeah I mean yeah or white primarily white country like if Russia had invaded a a, a different country other than Ukraine that was primarily black and brown people would we care as much about that yeah that is a question yeah i uh, i wonder if it's just going to continue sadly uh okay uh if i was a british mp uh and i were had uh my job in the house of commons i would make sure i i was very polite and very like I did the right things. I would definitely not watch porn there. That's maybe one of the last places on earth I would watch porn. There's nothing sexual about <laughs> about the House of Commons. It's probably pretty say. boring there though. <laughs> and sometimes when sure. you're bored, you know, they're like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll yeah. masturbate because I'm bored." Yeah. And so maybe. Yeah. Neil Parrish of the Conservative Party, Conservative Party, and a member of Parliament, Parliament uh, he must have been bored. Fro, that's my mm. only thought. He says he's resigning after he admitted to watching pornography twice in the House of Commons. Twice. The first okay. time was accidental. He told BBC. Uh, it happened no, after he was looking no. at tractors. He was looking at tractors, and then you know, tractor. You're no. looking up tractors, and then accidentally hit on. <laughs> Tractor porn? How do you go from tractors to porn in Google in like a Google search? Because with the tractors you plow. Oh you yeah, go. he was looking up plows yes. and he clicked on the wrong that, okay, okay. Yeah. I can believe that. I'll believe it. But the second time was intentional, he said. Funnily enough, I it was the tractors I was looking at. I did get into another website that had a very similar name, and I watched it for a bit, which I should not have done. But my crime, the biggest crime, was another occasion uh, I went in in a second time. Uh, two female colleagues said they saw Parrish looking at porn from his phone while they were sitting near him. In a statement Friday, Parrish said he will co cooperate with any investigation. Okay. 
uh, it was on his phone. Something uh, for some reason I, I was assuming it was going to be on a computer. Yeah, and then they on, tracked on it. On the laptop. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was like he was doing it in a public place enough that people would just see him looking at it over his shoulder. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think maybe you have a like watcher fetish. If, what he wanted like, people to catch him? Yeah, Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. Maybe. Maybe he hated his job and he's just like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> that could be also it. He's like, I I can't do this anymore. How do I get out? Right. Oh, I know why. <laughs> I have to do something uh, that they're not going to try to pull me back in, also, right. <laughs> I have to do something so heinous that there's no way they're going to try to convince me to not resign. <laughs> yeah. Who is the guy from CNN that got caught masturbating, like, on a Zoom call during uh, the... To on, uh, Tobin? The man uh, that... To uh, Tobin, yeah, Tobin. Yeah, yeah. Tobin. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of that, except not to the same extent, obviously. Jeffrey Tobin. Because this guy wasn't actually jerking it, but... Mm-hmm. Hey, are you looking forward to go into Space Man? See what I did there? Because, uh, uh Eurovision. Oh, right, yeah. I'm, yeah, so yeah. excited to go into space. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not, though. I, I don't think I... Would I want to go into space? I've never had, like, the desire to go to space. Have you? No, your stomach has to. Right, my uh, stomach has, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, no, absolutely no need to go to, out of this world. I, I know a lot of people, for some, I guess, you know, maybe they grew up on, like, Star Trek or something, and they, like, always have had this, like, desire to, like, go to space. I never... And never was like, oh, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. That was never a thing mm. for me, right? Um, I wanted, I wanted to be. A, I remember, I I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I'm never a spaceman. No, policeman and fireman. I remember. I never wanted to be any of those standard things. I don't. I'm trying to think of what what I. There was one point where I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a Ghostbuster at one point in my life, but that was not really... That wasn't really going to happen. Which, actually, now that I think about it, could have worked out. I mean, those Ghost Hunter guys on sci-fi, oh, they oh are God, probably yeah. millionaires. So if I would have gone with it, I probably could have made a lot of money. <laughs> as long as I got a TV contract, right? And also, we have to pretend to believe it. That's true. But maybe if I yeah. would have gone that path, I would have never become a skeptic, and I would have just always believed, right? <laughs> it's like the uh, butterfly effect kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But vacationing in space could become a reality uh, in 2025. Uh, Orbital Assembly Corp said on Tuesday it had announced plans for two space stations with tourist accommodations. A Pioneer Station, which can host 28 pe people, uh, set to be in operation in 2025, and a larger Voyager Station, uh, which was originally announced 2021, with the capacity of 400 people, which is scheduled to open in 2027. Uh, for the average person, being in space will be a sci-fi dream experience, uh, said the Chief Operating Officer of Orbital Assembly Corps. Our vision is to make space a destination people will yearn to visit with fam 
Oh, familiar elements provided by the presence of gravity. So these space stations are going to have artificial gravity, which will allow the guests to move around normally uh, as they normally would in a... Uh, Rather than being in a weightless environment, see, this is the thing. I mean, that that's that's now I'm even more losing interest because that's if I want, isn't that the yeah, whole thing I, about going I, to space? Yeah, I, if I went went to space, I would be so fucking pissed off if I had gravity. Like, well, maybe they paint. Maybe they're like gravity free time. Like when you go swimming at like a swim pool, they're like, okay, it's gravity time, and then we'll have an hour of non-gravity time. <laughs> That you can play around and do things in the non-gravity. <laughs> I mean... It's gravity, man. I can see why, though, because, like, you know how hard it is to take a take a piss in space? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can yeah. see why they would want gravity for just regular people, but... Uh, yeah, yeah I, let, I feel let, like let, the whole point of space, going to space, is to feel yes. weightlessness, yeah. Yes. I mean, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go on those vomit bucket uh, planes to, like, feel the loss of gravity for, like, ten Oh, seconds. yeah, those planes, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Um, they are call called the vomit tour because of the reason, yes. Yeah, it's some special maneuver they have to do in the plane to make them, <laughs> make you weightless, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I I have no interest in this, but I guess it could be interesting. I, I just feel like something goes wrong one time and the whole operation is over. You know what I mean? One rocket goes awry and a few people die or, like, something mm -hmm. happens on the space station. Like, somebody goes crazy and becomes, like, a psycho and starts murdering people on the space station. Like, that's right out of a sci-fi movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking Jason versus Freddy. Uh, or Jason in space or whatever, yeah. Jason in space, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the man, like, trying to piss in the toilet, in the non-gravity to toilet. Right, exactly, yeah. And it's just spraying right up into your face. It's just slowly coming at you and you can't even get away from it. You're like, no! <laughs> I'm sure it's happened to astronauts before where they've accidentally I, peed oh, on yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no trons. Uh, no trons. <laughs> no trons. No trons. No trons. No trons uh, no tells the truth this week, so let's move on. TV. Let's watch some TV in the week of TV. Did you watch any TV, Fro? Uh, TV, TV, TV. And uh, also TV, TV, TV. Uh, and TV. Yeah, t TV. Mm -hmm. Mike TV uh, from... Mike, Mike TV. <laughs> <laughs> from... Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Was he the last one to go away before... Uh, before Charlie won the sh sh factory, by the way? Let me think. What? Was there somebody because else... First, it was Augustus Gloom. I, yeah. I remember that. That's and then, right. then there was that uh, lady with the gum. Was that second? Maybe. <sighs> Wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, but I think, yeah, probably. And then, who's the girl? No, I th think it might have been the girl with the golden eggs and then, oh. then the gum? Yeah, because... Or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Such a random topic. <laughs> Uh, okay, TV. Yeah, I have seen Richard Hammond's Crazy Contraptions. Okay. This was so fun. Uh, Channel 4 game show where two teams of... Uh, uh, I think it was four on one team and five on the other. But it's just like some friends and also like uh, some students from... Uh, uh, from some... Uh, some uh, university and uh, they come to uh, uh, Richard Hammond's new uh, place and they are going to make this Rube Goldberg machine and if you don't know what the Rube Goldberg machine it's like one thing hits another thing that hits another thing that right. yeah. does one thing yeah uh, very very funny very very educating actually uh, and one of my favorite shows uh, so far in May. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> because it's the 4th of May. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's May 4th. Yes. May the 4th. 4th B video, right. yes. Thank you. And then tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo also, by the way. You don't, celebrate, Cinco. You don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Norway, I'm guessing. No. No. Uh, Not very much Spanish heritage. Did you give that a score? Uh, no, I would give it an eight. The eight actually, it was. It is really, really fun. Oh, that's recommended for you if if you like if you like MythBusters. I think you will like this. Right. Uh, Snoop Dogg's so dumb it's criminal on Peacock. <laughs> At least Peacock here. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. it's just what. Um, what's that? Ridiculousness? Or Tosh.0? Oh? It's one. It's the same show, but with Snoop Dogg and a mm -hmm. couple of guests. I'm not sure do, if it's going to be different guests with Snoop Dogg each time, or if it's going to be the same two, but it was Jim Jeffries and some other comedian guy I've never heard of. Um, I actually didn't mind this that much as far as, like, the content. Really? The, vi the video content okay. was kind of interesting, some of the stuff that happened in it the biggest problem i had with it was not was it they kind of say it's like snoop dogg is hosting this but really he's not hosting it he's like one of the com commentary people on the panel he's one of the panel people the judge mm -hmm. is uh, the host is really the lady behind the uh dj yeah yeah well i wouldn't say that she doesn't actually do any djing she like has, no, but, but she has one turntable and a mixer, and somehow <laughs> her turntable mixer can make the video turn on because she can take the. She has an audio mixer that somehow when she flips it up, it turns on video. I'm not sure how her audio mixer does that, but she's one of those. She's a video uh, DJ, she, like from the '80s and on uh, MTV of VJ, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's the biggest problem I had with it. Some of the jokes I I found funny. Snoop Dogg doesn't add a whole lot other than just being Snoop Dogg. I mean, it's mindless, stupid entertainment. I gave it a... Uh, I'll give it a four. Okay. That's I, not... 
It's not tremendously much more than I gave it last week. So. Okay, I mean, it's it's not. <laughs> Maybe I went into it with low expectations because you said it was really, really horrible. But I've it seen is. worse clip shows like this lately. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Samurai Rabbit, uh, The Usage Chronicles. Okay. On Netflix. Sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> How did you guess? Uh, did you see this? No, but it sounds like, I mean, Samurai Rabbit <laughs> sounds like a cartoon to me. I don't know what, what else it would be. Well, except for no. that weird, wasn't there that weird movie that had kangaroos who knew uh, Kung Fu? What was that Kung Fu kangaroo movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was called Kung Fu Kangaroo. Or Let something. me look it up and you continue with the show. But yeah, no, this is a, a series set in the future. It's kind of a, a mix between like high tech images with like very class classic like Japanese, and we follow this uh, teenage rabbit. I really like this. I I think it was very very very, very fun. Uh, it's 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 uh, something I have never heard about before, but uh, I had to Google it, and it's it's it uh, it's a very beloved uh, uh, series, and it has now like received its uh, uh, thing on Netflix. I would give it a seven seven. Yes, it's very like Japanese inspired okay. uh, it's 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 very uh, great uh, emphasis on humor uh, and it uh, very good um, uh, voice vo work um, yeah I really liked it the animation is cool as well okay uh... yeah you said it came out. It just came out on Netflix, but it's been out for a while. Is that what you're saying? No, it came out on Netflix, but it's been, uh, as I understand it, uh, like a, a, a series in Japan for a while. Like yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it says this movie was called Warriors of Virtue from 1997. Do you remember this? Mm, no. Oh my gosh. I'm going to save this here so we can watch the trailer in the Jeremy round. It has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. We'll just, we'll watch, hopefully I remember, we'll watch it in the Jeremy round. Um, What did I watch? I watched Under the Banner of Heaven. Did you watch this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good show. Uh, Very. About show. Mormons. Mormons. Uh, <laughs> Mormons and murder is what this is about. Yeah. With Andrew Garfield. Very good in this. Uh, kind mm -hmm. of as always. He's, you know, he's always kind of good in everything. Um, it's about a man who, or a, I guess he's a criminal investigator, right? I think is what we mm -hmm. find. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. And he's a Mormon. We find that out at the very beginning. He gets called into work to investigate a murder. Uh, but it's a family that he knows, right? Because he mm -hmm. went to church with them in the past. Uh, this is a very tight-knit Mormon community. Uh, and kind of where everybody knows everybody, right? 
Uh, and so he's trying to like, in at least in the beginning of this first episode, in a way he's trying to get, find out if this guy's not trying to find this guy not guilty. But over by the end of episode one, you definitely he definitely has a sense of like maybe just because he's like a friend of mine or a person person in the church doesn't mean mm-hmm. that he's necessary. This family actually is is good, right? Played very good by Sam Ward, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, I mean, there's no good, bad acting in this. This is based on the book. Um, I love the book, and it's also a true crime thing, so I, it has that going for it. This is definitely up there uh, on my list of the best shows this year. I really loved the two episodes that are out. Really, dig yeah, this. And they're long. We should mention they're very long yeah. episodes. Yeah, but it's it's really really good. I I I I uh, I I can't really put anything bad in this. I I have a uh, I have of course have a little more interest in this because. Uh, of me being a Mormon a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Sure. But uh, but it's, it's just like I, I knew of this as well before, so I was very, like, I had this very high on my list when I was making, like, the list of TV shows I was looking uh, uh, out for this year. So I'm very, very happy to, to come back to the podcast and say that I, I really, really do this. It, yeah, the, all the acting is amazing. Uh, all the mm-hmm. uh, family members, all the different family members, we haven't seen a whole lot of them yet, but like mm-hmm. what we've seen of most of them, the acting is very good. Uh, like you said, Sam Worthington's good. Uh, Wyatt Russell, I think, is very mm-hmm. good in this. He's clearly going to be one of the bad guys, I think. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, he was from... What did we see him in recently that was, like, that really good show about a cult? Uh, Wyatt Russell was from Lodge 49. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. Yes, very good show. He was the main character in that. Uh, Yeah. I did not know his parents are Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, though. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, his name's Wyatt Russell. I didn't know that Kurt Russell was his dad. They kind of look alike now that I look at his face. Yeah. But I never... I can see that. Uh, I never knew that. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this other guy is Rory Culkin. Uh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's, what, brother, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of interesting, good actors in it. Uh, I would give it... Did we get... I didn't give it a score yet, so I'll give it um. Oh, geez. I'm gonna give it a nine. Just for I'm the first... To give it a, I'm going to give it a 9.5, so I'm up there. I mean, it could change yeah. over the course of the show, but we'll see. I guess yeah. it's definitely something to keep an eye on for everybody. Definitely. Uh, another thing that's uh, something that I'm going to keep an eye on, I don't know how you feel about this, is the offer. Uh, yeah, it's good so far. Uh, for people that don't know, it's uh, based on uh, uh, Al Rundis' extraordinary... And never revealed the experience of making The Godfather, uh, one of my favorite movies of all kind. It has uh, Miles Teller, Joanna Ripsey is maybe like two of the people that you would recognize. Okay. Uh, the first, 
Uh, I had this as my number three most anticipated TV show of this year. Uh, so I'm I definitely was looking forward to this. Uh, it it I think it uh, is uh, a little under uh, under under <laughs> the banner of heaven quality, but uh, it's still good. Uh, it's a little bit maybe too inside baseball. Uh, I think the problem that. is that this is a Paramount Plus show about the history of Paramount Plus, right? So you're yeah. never going to get the negative stuff from that right. yeah. angle because they're always going to keep that stuff mm -hmm. uh, under wraps. They're not going to be like, oh, remember that time we totally exploited all of our actors for millions mm -hmm. of dollars and didn't pay them enough? Right. That stuff's never going to come out in a show like this, so kind of... Mm, it's always going to show the production company in a positive light, right? So... Right, yeah, no, but it, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a problem. I think the acting is very good. Uh, I think the storyline is interesting. Uh, I would land on the seven. I think the only re reason it's a problem, kind of conflict of interest between it, is that it is based on a historical telling of, of you know, a book that was written about a historical event. Where if it was, right. like, a made-up story, and they were trying to make Paramount, like, the goody two-shoes the whole time. But you know mm. at some point something happened in this where, like, Paramount was the bad guy, and we're not going to see that. Yeah. 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 Um, and maybe it didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. But that it was always in my back of the, the back of my mind watching this. It also kind of feels like, you know... Mm, kind of glorifying themselves, being like, look how mm -hmm. great Par we are as Paramount. Look at us. We made a TV show all about how good we are. It's like if you made a if you made a show called Froze Great. He's the best guy ever. And it was just, <laughs> all it was was you showing how awesome you are. You know what I mean? It's a little self-centered, maybe, is the word for it. Uh, so overall, short show. <laughs> but the acting's really good. I mean, the yeah. story's very interesting, based off a book, like you said. Um mm -hmm. So overall, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the last thing I saw. The last thing I saw was Welcome Home, Nikki Glaser on the E! Network. Oh, sorry. That is actually the last thing I saw. I am very, very sorry. Did yes. we need this show? No. Was this show necessary to make for no. television? And it feels very like every other like keeping up with the Kardashian shows we have ever seen in our in our entire life. Well, it's different it's, in that she's going home to be with her family. Like she moves back to St. Louis, yes, uh, where her family lives, and she's been on the road and living in Los Angeles for a long time. So it's a story about her mm -hmm. going back home. I'm pretty sure Addison Ray just had a show. That was the exact same concept. <laughs> Didn't she? Let me yes. look it up and see what it was called. But but it, what did you think about this is, show? Is it, uh, well, I, I love the storyline about her fall, falling for her ex. That is maybe the most fun thing. But I, I, have, I have to say this. It's very much watchable because of Nikki Glaser. She's fun. I like her. Oh, uh, yeah. And like the interactions I, between her and her family, like, kind of, she makes people around her uncomfortable with her jokes sometimes. That, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Addison Ray Goes Home uh, right. was a show where it, it was a snap 
like on Snapchat, apparently, uh, she returns to her roots in Louisiana. Right, it's like mm. the exact same show. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it, it is a little funny that I forgot already that I've seen this because it's very forgettable. It's very, it's very like, e-network, you know. Yeah, it's, it's extremely one in one ear, out the other. The, but I I, the, I would rate it pretty high because of Nikki Glaser. Sorry. Go ahead, give it a score, and then I'll say. Uh, 5.5. I think, like, like the only... Like, the target audience for this is just Nikki Glaser fans. Like, there's no <laughs> crossover <laughs> appeal to this. From, like, any other angle, you know what I mean? Right, Other than right. just, like, general enjoyment of reality shows, I suppose. Or, like, being a fan of the E! Network. Those are the only... But you have to like Nikki Glaser as, like, a personality. Not mm -hmm. even just as a comedian. You have to like her as a personality to enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with Nikki Glaser. I, I'm not sitting there following her every move. Um, do think it's a little well, weird how obsessed oh, yeah. with uh, Taylor Swift she is but it's a little <laughs> weird. So I'm going to give it... I, I think that's a running joke more than it's anything else, though. You don't think it's creepy? It's a, I mean, how old is Taylor Swift? It's, fun, it's funny creepy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, until they actually, like, meet at a party someday and she has to, like, interact with her. How old is Taylor Swift? She's 32. Oh, they're not... That, well, they're kind of... They're like 10 years apart, but I thought Taylor Swift mm. was way younger than that for some reason. No. No, Taylor Swift is up there. Just we that are so damn old look. <laughs> I think it's uh, that she looks very young, even though she's yeah. in her 30s, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, what would you give it? To? Oh, I'll give it a 5, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch a ton more of this. But like, if it was on, I'm not gonna turn it off either. Yeah. Uh, Killing it, episode three. Or let's go to a conference. Why? Uh, it's called Domini. Domi. Domini. Domini. Craig attends the Domini conference to pitch biz his business ideas to his uh, to his hero. Right, which is this lady who. In the other episode, he uh, was listening to her, what, uh, what do they call those tapes you put in, the motivational tapes or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he f meets her at this conference, right? And uh, it is a very funny bi story. It feels very sitcom for a non-sitcom TV show. And I like that. Yeah, it's a comedy kind of buddy comedy show, really. Yeah. But this had... it. We left that buddy comedy thing. It, We still had the two buddies, but they're not doing the same storyline. They kind of went off to the mm -hmm. side with a side storyline, but it's still about uh, him trying to, you know, make his career work, which is the reason he's trying to get the money to begin with from killing snakes. So it all ties together, but it is a very side story, like you said. I think um, my favorite gimmick of, of this episode was his friend... Uh, trying to sell fake bracelets. Uh, right, to uh, the conference, uh, yeah. Come to the conference, people. That was so funny. Right, and then everybody starts to believe it, even the people at the conference <laughs> who are, like, running it, are like, oh, no, you're not Emerald Tier, and it's like, nah, it's right. not even a real thing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
this episode was just as funny as the last episode, so I, I gotta give mm-hmm. it another eight. I think it's maintaining quality. Going, yeah, and I'm still going to give it an 8.5. Really like this. And I, I'm so happy that we're watching one in one episode. Yeah, it's fine. I don't have yeah. any... Dis- like it, it, it doesn't lend itself for me to be like, oh, I need to see the next one, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Jackass Forever was a huge success. So, surprise, surprise to absolutely nobody, a new Jackass series is works in the works at Paramount+. Plus. I'm not shocked. Are you shocked? Mm, well, especially not shocked considering that in the movie they had all these new protégés <laughs> who like were these young kids who they're trying to kind of build as the new Jackass. Right, mm-hmm. so Paramount is like, we need to, we need to have the next group up when these guys get too old to be doing this anymore. Uh, so we're gonna make a show, and probably my guess is like it'll have the Jackass guys, but it's more going to. Uh, this is my guess. I'm there's no evidence of this, but it's more going to be the new people and trying to integrate them into the Jackass universe. Yep, that's yep. my guess. That's what I. That's what I think. This is going to be like a. Uh, giving the throne forward kind of show. Right, you can't do that, though. It doesn't work. I mean, it reminds me of Ray William Johnson on YouTube trying to Mm -hmm. put in a new host in his show and still calling it the Ray William Johnson show. It's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? You can't call it Jackass when none of the Jackass guys are in Jackass anymore. I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, that's not going to happen in this season. I'm just looking to the future, I suppose. Oh, yeah, 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 no. The first season will be like, oh, here's the old people and some new people, and they're going to push the new people to do the most, like, gross and uh, dangerous stuff, and then season two will be even less jackass uh, original, and then even less... Slowly, slowly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and over time... Younger people won't even remember the old Jackass guys. The new Jackass people will be like, right. but so, it, that could work, like in theory. But also, it could just not work. Like the uh, people can just be like, "That's not Jackass. I don't recognize that as Jackass." So, uh, I have a feeling it's going to go more that way. That it's not going to work out all that well. <laughs> uh, let's talk some Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision is, of course. Finally, on. It started really today uh, with the second rehearsals. Uh, I have watched that today. So for the uh, next uh, one and a half week, I will be occupied with... uh, I thought you said they were only doing it like in small clips on TikTok or whatever. They did. uh, Since... So they really started it Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, And Sunday and Monday and Tuesday was like uh, exclusive for TikTok. Today the press was allowed in. Ah, so it was just like an opening thing just to like make money on TikTok real quick and then... Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, But it's still not the same because people are not really allowed to go go in there and it's uh, yeah it's 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 hard to explain but it's going to launch a canadian spin-off as well now i mean the american song contest is final is next week so that i'm super excited for 
I'm going to guess that you haven't seen any of it, but... I saw uh, the first two episodes, and then I didn't watch any more of it. Uh, How's Oregon but, doing? I should, I guess I could... That's all yeah, I care no, about. Yeah, Oregon is not doing that great. Okay, so, uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, what do you think? Will it work in Canada? Uh, I mean, looking at, like, like Big Brother Canada compared to American Big Brother, it might be better. <laughs> yeah. It might be a better Could show be. for all we know. <laughs> I mean... Could definitely be. I, the one thing I don't like about Eurovision kind of mm, the the organization branching out in these ways is like Eurovision felt special as like a, a thing that happened once a year. Yeah. It was special because it brought all these countries together under a banner of like yeah. peace and... And uh, art, like creating art, and then when you branch out to all these other places, it doesn't make it makes Eurovision feel le less special, or maybe not yeah. special, but um, less unique. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I I, I agree. don't like that they're taking away the uniqueness and like the special feeling of like it only happens once a year. I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I I'm excited to see if it works in Canada and it's. Uh, going to be there in 2023, so we will see. I guess the question is, will we have one in America next year? Will we have a Canadian one, you know, the year so, after? Like, will I don't think American Song Contest was a good success. You don't think it's coming back? No. Okay, I, I, don't, I, think I don't think it will either, just because... Uh, well, I don't know how the ratings did, but I can imagine that it didn't do that well. It's not doing that great. Maybe no. I should look it up while you go into the next article. Uh, confirmed. Israel is participating in Eurovision 2022. Oh, no. I'm so happy, said absolutely nobody that had listened to the song. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite songs of the year. <laughs> I couldn't care less if they were there or not. Oh wow, that, the the ratings for this. Yeah, I know it's terrible. The first episode uh, had a point five rating, which is bad. Mm -hmm. That's bad. But everyone after that has a point three rating, which is even worse. Yeah. So the first yep. episode didn't even do that well. Yeah. Uh, total viewers of the last episode one point six million for the yeah, semifinal part two. Yeah. Yeah, nobody is watching this show. Yeah. But yeah, how do you feel, Israel? Well, I guess they figured out their security arrangements. That was the whole problem, right? Um, yep. Yeah, I guess... Uh, I, I have a feeling I'm never going to have to watch this crap again because it's not, <laughs> I'm only going to watch the final, so I don't, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> it's not going to the final, so why would I care? <laughs> Uh, I think you will see this in the final. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm faring, I'm faring. We'll see. I mean, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday is Norway's day. Uh, we will have a podcast on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, if I'm going to be happy or not, depends very much on the day before. Plugs, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Go to Audible, get a free trial and a free book or other piece of media. 
uh, for free. Uh, if you cancel, you get to keep the free media for yourself. <laughs> the free media. <laughs> well, they sent me a thing recently in the email. They're like, we, we let them know we have more than books, and uh, so. Well, they have podcasts. Yeah, they have so, they have more than books. Yeah. They have discussions, news bits, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, EO. Uh, movie news. Dolly Parton. Uh, she didn't want to be in the Hall of Fame and said so. Well, she reverses her course on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame decision. So now she wants to be in. Right, she had said that she didn't feel like... She felt like other people deserved it more, right? That was what she had said. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um she had previously withdrawn her nomination, but now says she will accept gracefully. Uh, this is a quote. I would just say thanks, and ex I'll accept it because the fans vote. But when I said that, I was always, it was always my belief that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was for people in rock music. I found, I have found out lately that it's not necessarily that. So she felt like she was more of a country star, which she probably, I'm guessing, is already in the Country Music Hall of Fame probably multiple mm. times over, mm. is my guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I can understand that. that. She just never yeah. felt like she was a rock and roll icon. But, I mean, if you look at, like, the history of rock, mm. where did rock and roll start? Oh, yeah, definitely from country. Rhythm and blues, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You yeah, know, uh, that's uh, I'm I'm happy that she will do that. Uh, Speaking of country, oh, okay, sure. Uh, Garth Brooks. Mhm. Mm uh, I remember one time when I was working at the movie theater, we got one of these live special events. Have you ever been to mm -hmm. seen those like I have. promoted at a movie theater? And it was a Garth yeah, Brooks show, and I was like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to do well. Like, nobody's going to... That fucking movie theater was packed every single time we played that thing. And I think we played it like ten times in a week or something. And like, every time people were there. But it was most packed when, um, when it was the actual live event. People love Garth Brooks. I have actually been to Garth Brooks concert once a time, long, long time ago. I in can't Norway. even name a Garth Brooks song. I know who Garth Brooks is. I know he's known to be one of the greatest live entertainers like ever, right? He, I, I, I remember... I, I, it, I have to be 110% honest and say that it was when I was very, very young. I think I was like 10 years old or something. Sure. I don't really remember a lot of it, but I remember it being loud. Right, and that kind of goes into this story. Uh, Garth Brooks' show was so loud that it registered as an earthquake. Uh, that That is loud. <laughs> the earth was literally shaken as Brooks and an audience of 102,000 sang in unison about sending my love down to Baton Rouge. A small earthquake was captured by the LSU Simeograph, making it the second time over three decades that uh, Tremor came from Tiger Stadium. The first was reported... In 1988, uh, when LSU defeated Auburn University in a football game. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, 1995 was I in a Garth Brooks concert, believe it or not. Oh. I did Google it. Yeah, and he's still touring, so that's crazy. Uh, 
And moreover, it says, uh, slightly moving the ground, the commotion increased the danger level noises. Uh, fans in attendance, Apple Watches, began shooting up alerts of that the sound levels were reaching 95 decibels, a warning that can Jeez. that if you spend 10 minutes at this level can cause temporary hearing loss. Right. <laughs> That's probably not a good thing, <laughs> but uh, probably fun, I guess. Yeah. It's only temporary hearing loss. Yeah. No, no, there's nothing wrong with temporary hearing loss, Luke. Say her. Uh, yeah, unlike me, who <laughs> can't hear out of one ear forever, so... <laughs> and ever, and ever. I've seen two movies this week. Uh, I saw three movies this week. Um, mm -hmm. Let you start them. Uh, let's start with Moonfall, because I know you saw you already saw that, right? Mm, I did. Yeah, this is an end-of-the-world movie about the moon falling. Uh, I guess uh, the person who who created this... Wrong, but uh, Whoever wrote it, I guess, because the director is Roland Emmerich. Whoever wrote it, I mm. guess, like li heard that story of the chicken, the sky falling uh, on mm -hmm. Chicken Little, uh, and they took that literally and were like, let's make an uh, end-of-the-world movie about that. I mean, I've never heard of a, like... End of the world theory where the moon actually runs into the earth, right? No, it's 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 uh it's one of those movies. Uh, I said it when I watched it. That it is so dumb and so stupid that you have to kind of like leave your brain outside and just enjoy it. And if you can do that, it's one of the best movies uh, of that kind that you can see. Yeah, it's, it's not. It. I don't think it's taking itself too seriously in a way. No, no, no. Um, it's just kind of fun nonsense action. A lot of explosions, a lot of you know, uh, destruction, and then a lot of like, what's a word for uh, everything happening correctly, uh, miraculously without them even trying? Yeah, <laughs> just being incredibly lucky, right? Like, so much luck happens in this. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I'm going to give it, like, a 6. Yeah, I gave it 7.5, I think. It's got, like, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved it. Which is, like, I, I don't know. It, it probably is around a 5, realistically, but it's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, can I get... Uh, say one of the movies I saw this week, then maybe. Mm hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this movie. Maybe you have. It's called. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, yeah. Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had very, 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 very high expectations for this look. That's not good. And I can, and I can tell you that those high expectations were filled. No, oh, okay. I love this. I think it's a, a little better even than Sonic One. That's what all the uh, reviews were saying when we read yeah. the reviews too. Yeah, so I really love this movie. Really, really fun. I can't wait for you to say it. I yeah, think you I'm, I'm super like it stoked. More than me. It's going to be out soon on TV somewhere, so yeah. Uh, I will give it a... 8. 8. 
Hey, okay. Uh, I guess we'll do Rumspringer next, yeah? Mm-hmm. The amazing movie Rumspringer. It, uh, definitely happened. It was a movie that definitely happened. <laughs> it was about uh, an Amish kid from Pennsylvania. He goes to Germany uh, to, to find his roots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on his Rumspringer. And he gets lost at the airport. He loses his bag, and then he meets up with like a what would you call him? Hipster, hipster kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's kind of you know into drugs and drinking and partying. Uh, and he, I, I would say that sixty percent of this movie is about that. Yeah, and then he's learning about life and like mm-hmm. mm, the rest of the world outside of the Amish community. That sixty percent is pretty good. I, I would give that 60% like maybe a 6. Right, and then the last part of it just goes kind of off the rails <laughs> like they ran out of they ran out of life lessons to learn and so they just made a love story like not a love like multiple love stories happen uh so that they could have the scene at the end where you run after somebody at the airport, right? <sighs> I hate this ending. It is one of the most boring, abysmal shit endings of a movie I have ever seen. Like, ever in the universe seen. Just hated it with a passion. It, I, I was so uninterested at the end uh, that I, I said to Luke, is this movie soon ending? Please, dear God, please <laughs> ending. <laughs> It was so boring and trite because I I've seen six billion movies like that. Right. And I didn't want that in my it, because I I thought it was cute and kind of like quirky. Those sixty percent, I would be happy if those sixty percent were a hundred percent. But those last forty percent were were minus. It's just so incredibly bad. Yeah, they had. They felt like they had to stick in some kind of conflict. So we had this oh. conflict with his friend and him, and like uh, a funeral. There was a conflict that happened there. But like that, from the original concept of the film, which was like he gets taken out of his element and kind of thrown into this new world. Like, that part, like, that didn't actually affect the actual story. Like, if his parents would have gotten mad and been like, you need to come home right now, that mm-hmm. would have been a conflict that would have fit this story, like, the at the two-thirds mark. Does that make sense? Where yeah, yeah. the conflict that happened really had nothing to do with, like, his no. struggle to find this new, like, world. It was more like something, <sighs> like, that could happen, that same conflict could happen in an Amish community. Without having to yep. be, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. it just that whole thing was broken. I think that's really what broke broke the uh, movie. Yeah. No. So when I was like sitting and thinking about this, like I I wish this I could give this a six, but it's getting a three. It's getting a three because that ending really really stank the movie up. I gave it a four just because I the acting was still good, but I think we're around the same. I think we're feeling pretty yeah. much the same about it. All right, and the last thing I saw was Clean. Uh, oh, yeah, you talked about this. With Adrian Brody. Yeah, I I had wanted to watch it uh, Sunday night, but I didn't get to watching it till last night. Um, yeah, this is really good. 
it remind this movie reminds me a lot of Ghost Dog, uh, The Way of the Warrior. Mm. With who was in that? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Really like that movie, yeah. Right, and it, I think maybe one reason is because RZA is also in this movie. <laughs> ah. Uh, not in a big role or anything, but like, uh, he is in this, and you know, as a character, which. And like the storyline's kind of similar. The it's got a very gritty feel. This is about um right. It's about a guy who is a garbage truck man, and he's being tormented by like uh, we see him like having flashbacks of his daughter and his daughter dying, and you don't really know mm. what happened. But like he's very like torn up about it, and we know he definitely had an addiction problem because we see him going to like meetings for like hard drugs, heroin or something. You never really know. Mm. Um, and then he's doing his trash route one night and he sees some gangster guys at a fish market loading a truck and he notices one of them has a gun. Uh, and you know, it goes from there, obviously. Um, it is a very mm. cool ending. Uh, everything kind of wraps up pretty crazy, uh, but also in a way that it keeps it open-ended. I'm going to give this a 9.5. I totally recommend this Ooh. to you, especially since this movie only cost uh, just over $300,000 US dollars. Uh, or no, it made $300,000 US dollars. So I don't think a lot of people have seen this. Uh, mm. So I think everybody should check this out. Hmm. Sounds like a movie I want to see. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you remember uh, me singing Runaway Train, N Never Looking Back uh, I've heard you times? See, sing that multiple times when, like, a train goes by yes. behind me or something, like, because I have a train near my house. Mm hmm So, if I sing that 34 times, is that another digital review we will do? Uh, not quite. It's runway 34. That's definitely a real airport. That was not CGI at all. <laughs> Why would you need to CGI an airport? Just shoot an air... Oh, I guess... Dry flying a drone at an airport is probably expensive. I'm sorry, are they speaking English and Hindi? Yes. That's Hindi. I didn't hear any English. I was talking, sorry. It's based on a true story. Okay, so there's a bunch of people on a plane. They're taking off. See? He said sit back, relax, and rest your flight. Yeah, that was English. Those of you who are pilots... What? Whatever we did, it was the limits of the... I don't have a good feeling about this, sir. See? Yeah, just randomly they cut into English. Randomly English. For a brief time, the pilot is like a god to passengers. On whom they blindly trust. Did he choose runway 34? So it looks like a mystery about why a plane crash happened? Just randomly they cut into English. That was mid-sentence mm -hmm. right there. 
That was an interesting makeup job that guy had. Mm. This looks very bad. Well, the graphics definitely look terrible. Actually, the storyline kind of sounds interesting. Because mm. I think what it's so what about... Is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, what does this Oscar-nominated movie all about look... I was about to, like, guess, and I'm, and then I was going to just say what it was about anyways. Um, mm. A pilot's flight takes a stirring and mysterious trajectory after taking off from an international destination. That really doesn't tell us much, but... Uh, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.6 out of 5 in the Times of India. Well, uh, Lokesh Kumar hated this movie and gave it one out of uh, five star and says minus thousand out of ten okay minus minus five thousand stars out of five stars in fact film does not deserve to be considered in the category of stars in its debris Arja Davan, Ashramidar Kabawanjan and Buma Iran is trying to tell people that it's Perfectly fine and normal for pilots to drink and smoke. <laughs> what? They <will> make... <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was random. They will make movie on how crime and murder are perfectly normal day after tomorrow and show how rape is perfectly normal. This is Bollywood. We call such people stars. They're Bollywood are real villains of society. An actor should wisely choose her his film. <laughs> Similar to writers, directors should wisely choose their film, what is presented to the audience. Movies like this are the reason behind deprivation of moral society. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I just didn't have... I didn't see a whole lot of, like, sex or, like, nudity or any, like... Yeah, yeah. Or any, like, bad words? I, there wasn't any and, Satan worship or, like, <laughs> blood I or gore? Mom, uh, should be removed. It should be ashamed of itself for making such a movie where alcohol plus smoking is shown to be a good thing. <laughs> Sorry. In case of a pilot. I was hoping the end the archer would quit smoking and drinking. Instead, he proudly smokes, posting saying the dialogue is correct. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, this is, Here's a uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, from the IMDb Entertainment uh, says Hima Shuma three nine seven three seven seven three two nine. One of the best movies with AJ Devgan in it. In this movie, I am very interested. I think you should see this movie. There was a flinch. Washroll's wife. This picture, in my opinion, should get the score of ten out of ten. Uh, Kamari is good at what it does. So, uh, he liked it, apparently, uh, but Sagar Khan says 3 out of 10, an aviation joke. This filmmaker has no idea of the aviation industry. They should have at least followed closely one episode of Air Crash Investigation to get some information on how Air Crash Investigation works. Apparently, that's a show? What? Okay. The movie is simply Mm -hmm. absurd. Bollywood is way behind in aviation movies. Is that a genre of film? (laughs) 
Russia's Ashka Gatavan said, boring Bakawas movie. It's a copy of Denzel Washington's starrier movie Flight. At least copy the Don Kekaro. Pathetic is the one word. I slept for the most part. It's so boring. Uh, Russia Hashish says, boring from start to finish. Katawood's only job is to launder Daywood's dirty money, and you end up with a product cheaper than that from a Chinese sweatshop. Pan Masala at Sala's actors can do only so much, so save your hard earned money and feed a hungry child. It's <laughs> one out of ten. Feed a hungry child. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. I strawberry mean, that, that, maybe, maybe yeah. strawberry shortcake. Yeah, yeah. Give them strawberry shortcake. Well, you know, uh, maybe a bit of meat and then some strawberry shortcake. Sure. <laughs> the will to see is a documentary coming out. Philosopher, filmmaker, activist, and author Bernard Henry Levy offered an unflinching look at the most urgent humanity crisis around the globe, and challenges people to do something about them. Uh, this has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Hello Bookstore uh, Hello. is the name of a movie. In the shadow of oh. a COVID-19 pandemic, a small town rallies to protect a beloved local bookstore. Alexing... Alex... Le Lennox? Lennox, Mac Massachusetts landmark. The bookstore is a gem thanks to the owner's passion for stories. And it's got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't see any other scores. The Sound of Violet. I didn't think Violet's made sound, but that's me. Uh, desperate to find a wife, Sean goes on awkward date after awkward date. Until he means Violet, he thinks that he is, he, she is her soulmate, but his autism interesting nature keep him from realizing she's really a prostitute. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, Sean thinks she's found a potential uh, wife, while Violet thinks she finds her ticket out of her own trapped life. This sounds super interesting. Yeah, it has uh, eight point six on Nine so that's also good. Uh, Firebird. At the height of the Cold War, a troubled soldier forms a forbidden love triangle with a fighter pilot and his female comrade amid a dangerous surroundings of a Soviet force, a, uh, Soviet Air Force base. That's what? Okay. Uh, okay. 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider, 97% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of really good scores. Sounds like a really strange plot for a movie, though. Oh my god, Jesus Christ Almighty. Okay, Liam Neeson's uh, new movie. <laughs> Stop me if you think this sounds like a movie has been in, stop, uh, in before, look. Okay. When Alex, an expert assassin, refused to complete a job for dangerous. Am I criminal... supposed to stop you now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, for a dangerous uh, criminal organization, he becomes a target. FBI agent and Mexican intelligence are brought to investigate the trail of bodies, leaving them close to Alex. With the crime syndicate and FBI in hot pursuit, Alex has skills to stay 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's, so got, he's got the it skills. So he's got a special set of skills, possibly. <laughs> this is so fucking Jerry. Uh, Alex has the skills to stay ahead, except for one thing. He's struggling with his severe memory loss, okay? Affecting his every move. Alex must question his every action and whom he can ultimately trust. Liam Neeson and Guy Pearce in memory. Okay, I'm so not sure I I will remember this movie. Uh-huh. I mean, we thirty. If, if we would have done this as oh, go do do those. Yeah, yeah. Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, four point seven out of five on Movie Insider, fifty five point six out of ten on IMDb, and and eighty one percent of Google users like this movie. Yes. If we would have found reviews for this, it would have just been like the same reviews we've read a hundred times for other <laughs> other of his exact same movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> Republicans complaining about him using guns, and then there yeah. would be like, uh, oh, this is exact same as this movie. Like, there would be no reason to <laughs> another digitally review this film, because we've already done it before. Uh, Something oh. tells me he's not even in these movies. It's all just CGI Liam CGI. Neeson. And they just yeah. take clips from his other films that are the exact same and just put put them in. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Hatching. Uh, Tinja is a 12-year-old gymnast who's desperate to please her image-obsessed mother. After finding a wounded bird in the woods, she brings it... Its strange egg home nestles it in her bed and nurtures it until it hatches. The creature that emerges soon becomes her closest friend and a living nightmare, plunging Tinja into a twisted reality that her mom refuses to see. Well, that took a left turn. Uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Six, uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 74% on Metacritic. So, let's see, who's in this? It sounds decent, right? Yeah, it sounds interesting. It looks like it's it's def it's it's not American. It's Finnish. It's a Finnish film. Ah. <laughs> Will we finish it? <laughs> I might watch this. Yeah. Uh, I had to skip the next one, so I will do Black Sight. Okay. A group of officers, uh, based in a labyrinth, must fight for themselves against the hatchet, a brilliant and infamous high-value detainee. When he escapes, his mysterious and deadly agenda has a far-reaching and div- dire consequence. Uh, 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb with Michelle Monaghan and uh, Jason Clark. Uh, Green Ghost and the Master of Stone. In a Texas border town, car salesman Charlie Moonlight... Oh, Charlie Moonlights as a masked Lucha Libre wrestler, the Green Ghost. When assailants arrive seeking uh, an otherworldly emerald, Charlie discovers he has superpowers that he must harvest to save humanity. Okay. (laughs) That's, uh... This looks very generic and weird. It does have Danny Trejo in it, though. Mm. Uh, But he's one of those guys that's kind of like... He could be in... It's either going to be could be good, it could be bad. You're never going to know. Mm-hmm. Four point eight out of ten on IMDb. Let's see anything on Rotten Tomatoes. No tomato meter, but it's got an eighty six percent audience score. So, what movie do you want to see the most? Memory, of course. Right. Uh, I don't know. Between it's between Hatching and Sound of Violets. Yeah, I'm I'm there as well. 
I'm thinking I'm gonna go hatching. Mm. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, I think that as well. Just like the end of like the description even made you yeah made you go wait what? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, very much so. I, I it sounded really really cool. Uh, next week we'll talk some more. Me can talk. Uh, next week we will talk of news of the week. We will talk of movies and TVs of the week. We will tell you if uh, Norway is in Eurovision and if uh, Frau cares about Eurovision. Because <laughs> okay. I will just stop caring. Right. Yeah. There's no other good songs <laughs> at all. I do like the Norwegian song, and I think it'll do well. But there's one I female so, vocal. Yeah. There's that one, and then one female vocal song. Those are my two picks. I don't remember which one it was. I'd have to go back and look. But Amanda Tefjord, the guy, the girl that sang "Died Together," that was really good. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Killing it, episode four, five, five. Uh, no, episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another digital review of Little Soccer. Sorcerer. Oh, I can't. I can't read either. Okay. <laughs> I can't speak or and read. That would be if that did. If that R was a C, it would be soccer. Little little soccer. Soccer. Er, er, soccer. One who soccers. <laughs> What a soccer. That's soccer. Not, yeah, soccer. Yeah. Uh, I ate too much strawberry cheesecake. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hungry, actually. I could. I'm gonna definitely eat something after this. Maybe like a. I don't know. Strawberry yogurt kind of sounds good. Maybe. Ooh. I ate actually chili con carne today. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Made chili con carne. That's good. I make it for I make it from the ground up. I buy beans. I have to say that I don't have beans. In, in you don't grow kitchen, your own but... beans. Yeah. No, no, I don't. But other buy than my that, own green. yeah. No, I think yeah. most people would, if as long as they're like, uh, you know, not canned beans. I think I think it's still, like, they're dry beans or something. It's still considered oh, yeah, from yeah. scratch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, canned beans. Ugh. Yeah, they're. We have them here. They're awful. Actually, if you're putting them in, like, a soup or something, you don't even notice uh, that... Yeah, but in chili con carne. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's too bean-forward for you to use canned beans, yeah. Ah, ah, ah bean-forward. Bean-forward, ah. yeah. Ah, 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 ah. I see what you did there. <laughs> Funny. Uh, uh, J- Jeremy Round? Yeah, Jeremy Round. I'm trying to think. Is there anything YouTube-wise? Um... Well, I, I watched a lot of Eurovision stuff this week. <laughs> that's that's more or less what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some of the uh, Amber Heard trial because Johnny Depp was... Yeah, a lot of people really into that. It's I'm, I'm kind of weirded out by how... Um, what's a good word? How, like... Uh, connected people are like feeling to these people like these they're treating it like it's a tv show and not like people's real Mm. lives you know what i mean which feels really weird to me yeah no i i i I agree what oh Uh, uh, the amanda Bynes. have you seen any of the amanda Bynes stuff oh my gosh she looks so different well i mean obviously she's 
you know, had she had like a breakdown. A I think she was put in heart tattoo on her chin. She, she was in drug rehab for a while. I know that. Yeah, um, yeah. She had some drug problems for a while, uh, but she had like a whole thing with like outing her boyfriend for watching weird porn, like. The incest porn or something, and then she goes back and like apologizes for outing him for doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very weird interaction. I it's just like she's had mental issues in the past, right? So it makes me go, mm, maybe she needs to go get help a little bit. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a healthy relationship either. Yeah, no. Uh, other than that, I've played more vampire. Uh... Uh, survivors. I'm addicted. Oh, you're to still game, playing so. that? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was somebody I watched this week who was live streaming it. Oh, it was Cinnamon Toast Ken was live streaming ah. it on YouTube. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that? Sicano uh, coming to YouTube? Do you care? Who? Sicano. Sicano. I don't know who that is. He's a very famous Twitch streamer. Oh, did he get kicked off Twitch or something? No, no, he just uh, got a contract. After, yeah, yeah. Uh, after Ludwig, right? They're trying friends, to uh, friends of Ludwig. They're trying to poach all the like the biggest streamers off there. Yes, yeah. I don't know why anybody would do that though, because like, as far as a business mm. model goes, like Moist Critical, he does both. And you're mm. going to make money off of the YouTube videos that get uploaded from your your Twitch thing. And then you're also going to get mm. Twitch. So you're doubling your profit. Well, I guess if the deal is, like, worth enough money that they're, YouTube's paying you, right? That's the only way it would work. I mean, Ludwig had a, had a, a, a video this week where he was talking about, like, uh, this Sukuno fellow coming to YouTube and how he had uh, has it had has it the last like six months uh, and he said like he's using less time on it he now can have like days off and like be with his friends and family right yeah well. that makes sense um let's see let's oh we got the trailer to watch that I mentioned earlier it's in the yeah it's in the doc or it's in the chat sorry cool I'm a little <laughs> sad that we're not watching the Weird Al Yankovic uh, trailer, but that's okay. We can watch that first and then watch this <laughs> next if you want to. No, I sent I sent you it. Did you see it? Uh, yeah, I did. But it, I mean, well, it's so yeah, funny. yeah. There's so no reason good. to watch it again. I guess I was gonna yeah. say we could watch it on the show. But all right, yeah, let's watch this Warriors of Virtue trailer from 1997, directed by Ronnie Yo. Yeah. Sure. Starring Angus McFadden. Angus McFadden. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That name is a name I haven't heard in many years. And maybe because of this movie. All right, give me a countdown. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Oh, home video. Right, you, this is from 97. One day, one ordinary kid will be transported. Come on! To an extraordinary world beyond the boundaries of imagination. Okay. So good. Such good special effects. Goodness. <laughs> what the literal fuck is this? 
Kung Fu k- Kangaroo Dog. <laughs> Welcome to the Oh my. You never God. saw this movie? No. I need to see it now. We have a problem. He is the last hope. I remember seeing this and being like, what the f- is this movie? <laughs> He is often a bit cranky. They made this because they were trying to make, like, a, they were competing with Ninja Turtles at the time. What? So this was going to be, like, their version of Ninja Turtles, whoever made this, MGM. Oh, my God. This looks awful. Ninja Kangaroos instead of, it was Kung Fu Kangaroos instead of Ninja Turtles, right. It's about to begin. Oh, my God. Oh. That's not an overused line at all. Uh, no, no, no. Bye, bye. I can't. Is this Star Wars music? You are invited to enter a remarkable. Is it a little sad, sad that I remember Angus McFadden most the from Braveheart? Is your weapon, but you are the. Uh, no. Warrior. Wow. Warriors of virtue. Look, this it's even got a kangaroo. Looks awful. <laughs> I remember I watched that on VHS. Like, Holy I remember renting it from like the store, and the cover. I think the like the cover art looked cool, probably. So I was as a little kid, I was attracted to it. And I remember even as a child being like, "God, that was a shit movie." I'm trying to look up Angus McFadden or if he has been in something. After that, well, I remember him Col- being in like a um shock. He was in shock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember yeah. him being in a romantic comedy movie as like the father in some at some point. He was in Strange Angel as well as Alistair Crowley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, that I really want to see that movie now. I wonder if it's hard to find. Uh, it's probably not easy to find, is my guess. If I was MGM, I would probably make it hard to find. <laughs> like, free on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, maybe look it up. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, uh, there's a football match going on, Luke. Uh, okay. Right now? Uh, How's it going? Real, yeah, Real, Mad- Real Madrid against Manchester City. Uh, one of those teams I care about. Can you guess what? <laughs> yeah, I talked about my love for Man City before. Uh, how is it going? It is nil-nil. Half time. Alright, nothing interesting there then, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I sent you a, a little video of uh, them arriving at the stadium. Shall we end with that? Sure. Let me go. I gotta get it up. Okay, we got it there. It's got a timestamp. Are we starting at the timestamp? Right. Yeah, I'm. I just want to show you how how it was when they. So this is uh uh two a week ago I think, when when so this is exactly how it was today. So just going to play like ten seconds All of right. it. Uh, three, two. Yeah, three, two, one. Just look at the audience. This is when when. The home team is arriving. When they're arriving, okay. Yeah. I thought this was after. They are in the bus. No, right. no, This they are in the bus arriving to the stadium. Can you see the chaos there? Oh my god, there's right. a giant fire in the background, yeah. Yeah. 
It didn't look that bad uh, until I saw the giant fire in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is how it is in Madrid today. Right. Oh, that's enough. Alright, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty nuts. Uh... Oh, I really hope... I, I mean, I hope City wins, but it's like, if, if Real Madrid doesn't win... Uh, uh, I'm not sure I want to be there. Right, yeah, no. That <laughs> looks like it could be a bad time. Uh, anyway, next week I'm sure we'll talk a lot of Eurovision things. Uh, like who who do we think is going to win and things like that. So you will get uh, the latest and... Uh, coolest information about that uh i will also tell you what is my least favorite song of of uh the year it's funny enough not uh, israel <coughs> but it's uh down close okay mm-hmm. so that's uh all next week uh uh anything else no i think that's it well uh from the united states of norway this is from from here is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.